think you always have a desire to go out and play well, to prove yourself, to earn it. I think that uh, I've never, you know, felt entitled taking the field, and so I, I kind of always feel like I've got to go out and prove it. And um, and I think this week is no different. Kind of a build, you know, we've had uh, some light rain and, and sprinkles, little cloudy conditions across the region into Minnesota, across North Dakota. A little, uh, the temperature may be coming down a little bit in the 70s. It, what I'm getting at is it, it feels like fall, and then that's going to turn around, and I guess the weekend's going to be beautiful. But Derek, as, as, we, as we inch towards that game in Philadelphia tonight between the Vikings and the Eagles, it, it, it's it's... Just looking around the valley, I was out back in my parking lot going, I like this. This has got a good little feel to it. It's got a, got a football feel to it tonight. I like my Thursday with a little football feel to it, D. And I like it sunny it. 75 and not rainy. That's just me. <laughs> Maybe a little bit warmer even. So it looks like we have warmer temperatures next week. And if we could stay that well, way till like December 25th, that'd be really nice. Well, but I think. I probably think, won't. I think Mother Nature owes it to us after the winter. We that, never yeah. that never ended. Yeah, for the last, last two years, year. the spring yeah. would, the spring never came. It just went right into summer. We need to get that on there. Good to have you on board today on a Thursday edition. What a great show uh, lined up for you. We we refer to this as a power hour. The Jack Michaels Show. Derek and I are, are in our palatial studio here at ten twenty South Twenty Fifth Street in Fargo. Our Gunderson Jewelers Studio, by the way. Gunderson's up down in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's. Dot com. The Eagles Vikings taking president week two beginning tonight. Normally we'd have a, a Thursday edition of Kyle Elfrink. Kyle's locked up today, but I believe he might be able to join the show tomorrow. So nice. Uh, that's good. You know, I don't know how many. I guess if you got hurts, you're starting hurts. If you got cousins as your QB one, my guess is you're maybe you're starting. <laughs> but there are some boys out, but uh, heading into the weekend, even more important. I think I think uh, from a fantasy standpoint, there's probably questions out there going, I've got you know Joe Burrow and then this QB2. Am I a little gun shy on starting Joe Burrow? You know that. So Kyle will be able to knock out some of those questions uh, tomorrow. And then uh, you know, I'll be in the air tomorrow, but I'll be driving to fly. Yes. I'll be driving to fly, so I know that you were going to connect tomorrow sometime, Derek, before we wheels up to Boise State. They're all big. It's so funny. I'm watching the media uh, you know, commentary about about North Dakota's football game with Boise State. You know, and well, now's the time. Well, if they don't do it now, this will <laughs> this will get them on. They can win now. Well, of course, anytime you can get a road win, anytime you can get a road win against an FBS opponent, of course, it's all good. Um, but I think why this game, and you and I, and I think Tom Miller is going to join us quickly tomorrow too. Why this game has intrigue? Because even though Boise State hasn't lost to an FCS opponent since like the Woodrow Wilson administration, I know it's been a few years. It's been a minute. Like 97 comes to mind. I think Cal State Northridge comes to mind. So at least since the uh, Clinton administration. <laughs> Clinton administration. I didn't know. The, um, I get it. And I think UND gets it. But part of that is to keep this in check. This team, they, they beat Wyoming. They beat a Craig Bull Wyoming team in the Mountain West when they had the the run running back core of boys that, that could run the football. Uh, is this a time to pick them off? Yeah, I guess. You know, I, I'm I'm a little leery of the fact that Boise State opened up with Washington, then had to scrap against the Central Florida team. Two teams that 
That's not a fun way to start. Football. No, that's not Derek. You know, you followed both of those teams. Washington's a top ten team, and you better put up points against Wash. And they, they didn't. want to get to the college football playoff again. Yeah, UCF is not a team that to to roll around with. So my fear is is that this is your last home game, Boise State, before they go on the road a couple of weeks. That that it could be the perfect storm to get just ambushed at Albertson Stadium in Boise, or. Because you have a pretty good offense, and UND is tough to design defenses against, you could pick them off. So I, I get the intrigue, Derek. I, I just not, I'm not ready to put, if you lose it, you missed a golden opportunity and the rest of the season is this. I think, the op- I, I think you're in a win-win situation, to tell you well. the truth. It's a no-lose situation. I right. mean, let's be honest. I mean, the no-lose I, I, That's I, a better I, way to put it. I, I think... I think the the one thing that the standard that has been built against FBS schools by a you know a, a school that's about a couple miles north of here <laughs> is we just have to understand what normally goes on here, right? right. I mean, and I will say that, and I mentioned this to Tyler Axon side when you were, um, I think that was the Tuesday when you were oh, kind of ill, you know. Oh when yeah, I, yeah. When I was on you're losing uh, your vocal, voice. When I was yeah, on vocal so, maintenance, and I just, I think those expectations have been so big. You know, when I really started feeling kind of the, we've talked about the whole thing with the plateauing and, you know, not mm-hmm. selling out or whatever. It's like when NDSU lost to Arizona, it was like, what? <laughs> what, we don't yeah. belong? I mean, what? It's not fair to North Dakota State. No, it's not it's, fair to those players not, at all. It's not fair you at lost all. to a Pac-12 team with a much right. larger university. And so uh, and you're, the, you're, there's, you're, there's uh, success, the success of that and, and the unbelievable record that they had against the FBS. Right. Makes Iowa us go State, into tomorrow's. Iowa, yes. Minnesota. It, it, it's Kansas. unbelievable. Listen, <laughs> I'm a Gophers fan. You yeah. don't go into Kinnick and win that easily, and they did it. And they and did I mean, it. And, I mean, I'll never You're forget. making my point better than I made well, my point. I, I, yes, I'll never forget Craig exactly Bull right. looking up at the Kansas State scoreboard just going, wow. And it was, it was like I could read his mind. I knew him well. He goes, there's nothing more I can do here. I just beat Bill Snyder on his turf. What do I, I, what I mean, what, what what's left? We can go in a national championship. That's good. <laughs> But this is unbelievable. My point being is, go and enjoy the game. And if they lose, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You just made my point better than I did. That's what I I was kind of getting at. This is fun. (laughs) You shut the bar so high. You're right. It's like, oh, we lost to Arizona. Well, of course. I mean, I kind of lost to Arizona. Joe Heitkamp talks a lot about Matt Anson. You know, what is there something about the way? Matt's a really nice guy. I mean, I don't know what... We were look, really looking for from him, but I just know certain fans. You're just like, well, I can't believe we, we lost that close game to Arizona. Well, it's Arizona. It it's, really is. It, 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 we, the expectations that you put on it, it we it why, can be your own worst enemy when you get that good. I guess you can't just uh, you can't. I, I learn, you know, and we I learn. I think what works for me anyway. And I'm a fan, you know. I guess I get it. We I do play by play a lot, and I have to, you know, and and I'm a fan. I just try to appreciate every every game. I oh, really try to appreciate absolutely. every game, whether it's Barnesville and Holly, you know, or it's Cheyenne well, and Shanley. Because I can't right. make that game. <laughs> I'll have Barnesville and Holly next week. But I, you really it's so do, funny because try to appreciate. I have a them. wedding to go to with the uh, the boys, yeah. and a lot of people said. He didn't consult with you about the Barnesville schedule first with Barnesville Holly and what he was going to get married. I said that was kind of the furthest thing from their mind two years out because we had no idea what the schedule was. So, it, no. It, it le- <laughs> I'm excited because it, it, I, I meant this is going to be a shock. 
connoisseur of concession stands across the region. Oh, yeah, you'll be happy there. But I've never, the, the popcorn in Barnesville, Minnesota, second to none. I don't know if it's I, the same in the football as the uh, new oh, one. Oh, they haven't, we'll see. haven't brought it over. And I guess what I should check out with uh, Chad and the whole gang at the Booster Club, that many times they do burgers before the games. Ah, so, they season them. Booster Club burgers. I, well, that I don't know. Uh, that's what we'll have to figure out. That's back when I was uh, living. I lived in Bismarck, as you know, for uh, half a dozen years, and we'd go do the. Uh, oh, for goodness sakes, Derek! And and you had to get there in the afternoon, otherwise you're not getting a seat. The Coal Bowl, I want to say, okay, like uh, Beulah and Hazen. You know, they're it's like Chapel Hill and Durham. They're separated by just a handful of miles, for sure. And these two high school teams would It'd be like if Mayville and Portland were d- different right. schools and yeah. playing each other, and right? Boy, you'd get there in the afternoon, and they ought to be frying burgers. I mean, classes mm-hmm. weren't even out of high school, and like you had tailgaters already at the football field. Well, that's what I miss them. about the Watt Breck uh, yes. first game of the season. I mean, what a fun way for those two schools, but just with the way that the scheduling is now in Minnesota, it's not allowed to happen. Um, you're, you're, that's you're, cool. When you, you broke that out about expectations and appreciate the game yeah, and all that. Yeah, and of yeah. course, there's no question this would be a large win. If, if UND walked in and picked up Boise, that'd be good for the conference, be good for the FCS, obviously good for the school, uh, so on and so forth. But the expectations are set. And it kind of leads into our, our first guest coming up around the corner, our dear friend and a colleague. I can't remember. I mean, I'll tell Mark about this. You know, back when we, we both started doing games, if if you would have leaned into my ear and said, hey, in X number of years, I'm going to be sitting down doing pre-games with Deion Sanders as the coach of the Buffaloes, we right. both would have went, what? But it's the same thing for the Colorado Buffaloes. You know, they went out and they beat TC of all this whirlwind of prime time, and then all the speak, and we're going to do this, and guys just exiting, and guys entering, and, and Shadur, his son, all of this. And then they go out and they put their money where their mouth was or his mouth was, and they go and they pick off TCU. And then you're thinking, shoe might drop, though. They got Nebraska. And then it kind of started slow. And then they took off and knocked off Nebraska. So now you've got this this talk where I'm sure in, in Boulder and all over that state is they're getting ranked. They're getting on national primetime coverage every single week. I'm sure with Mark, who's been a who's such a, a, a foundationally set guy, <laughs> I'm curious where that expectation. To our point, Derek, I'm, I wonder what like what Coloradoans are thinking now about their buffs. Who's a bigger name right now in Colorado football, the state of Colorado? I'm talking Denver, uh, no. Russell Wilson or Deion Sanders? <laughs> I mean, he I'm, is the face of everything football. In the state of Colorado. I listened to national talk, sports talk radio. I was button pushing it yesterday, and you wouldn't believe the conversation of Deion Sanders is only going to be there for this season, and which NFL job has he taken? I don't know. I don't know if the NFL is a fit for him the well, way that the college thing is. I think the college with name, image, and likeness and transfer portal, yeah. this is where he can, I mean – Colorado made a good move here in taking the chance because you know I saw the Gophers beat up on that program the last couple of years right. in conference play. It was ugly, and, and so now this you're looking at and going, "Holy cow, are you kidding me?" I mean, to to flip the and really to flip the roster way you can now, and and you're not inheriting someone else's players anymore. I mean, you literally flipped. The, what does he have? Two players left from the old regime, or something. It was like that? it was in, it was either mass exodus or or. You know, I think I've heard comments of Deanna Mark and tell us this that that you know I didn't I didn't force them out they they left 
I, well, you're also bringing you don't in have a, a spot here. Yeah, it's like you're also bringing in some dudes. But his kids are projected NFL quarterback. Oh, 100. I don't know with Dion. Well, I don't know. I mean, he looks like he looks good in the cowboy hat. Walks it well. I mean, that's that's uh, my. I told you, my daughter Cameron, one of my twins, lives in Denver. She she. I said, oh, you go to the Rockies game, honey. Or did you go to the Broncos game? She goes, it was now. We were thinking about. It. Uh, she goes, I'd really like to go to a Buffalo's game. Can't get a ticket. <laughs> well, here's a, yeah, and I think it's a, a case of. You look at a thing like this, I'm just curious to watch, every, you know, it's a copycat world that we live in, right? Yes, I mean, it is. Unfortunately. Especially I mean, when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. And so other schools are going to try this with someone else, who that could be. Deion Sanders is such a unique individual in so many ways. I just There's only one Deion Sanders. Yeah, I mean, the guy, he and Bo Jackson, multi-sport athletes that played actually both sports, not drafted like a Joe Maurer or John Elway or many of those, Danny Ainge's. But actually did both, and at that time was unheard of. And probably the reason guys like Charlie Ward didn't get drafted because people it looked like it was a problem for Atlanta, the Falcons, right? That was a problem. Yeah, right. But not videos and MC Hammer videos. I mean, he right. was bigger than life in that era. I mean, Jimmy Johnson, the Doug, Glen- the Glanvilles, the Johnsons, these these guys that had a little swagger, panache, a little bit outside. Well, so you don't know, or you wouldn't think that that Dion would project. Um. To the NFL, you think this is the fit for Dion? I I do. Yeah, because I think he can be in a situation where I mean, I mean, he controls everything, right? <laughs> I mean, in college football, you are the he, he's judge, got, jury, and executioner of everything, everything outside under, of the yeah, president, right. unless you get in trouble, he's not, like Mel Tucker did at Michigan State. It's not like, yeah, you run yeah, the show, right? right? right. Even in da- even Dion's so big, but even in Dallas, he's answering to Jerry. Well, Doctor Joe Chapman said, you know, sports is the front porch of a university. And then there's this, right? I mean, he is the he yeah. Is, I mean, because this he's is the whole curtain that opens up. It took, it took play, Joe yeah. Paterno and Bobby Bowden become the face of that university for a long. For yeah. he's done it within a year. That six months, he's he's become the face of the University of Colorado. I'm curious. I don't know how anyone could argue that. I'm curious. So good. I'm glad Mark has time today. I know it's it's been a whirlwind, as you can imagine, Boulder. So the the the, the one of the great voices in college football uh, will join us uh, coming up around twenty Grand Forks native. Uh, Mark Johnson, uh, Derek, and then we'll get back to the Vikings and Eagles. Obviously, we're not going to shy away from that today. Uh, but Kenneth Gainwell is out. You know, uh, James Bradbury's out. Reed Blankenship out for Philadelphia. Um, you know, Gainwell. Well, Fletcher Cox is Fletcher questionable. Car- questionable. He's dealing with ribs. Gainwell had like 14 carries last week. You know how many times you say is it? Well, I'd like to see them all at full strength just so for break. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay if Fletcher yeah. Cox didn't play tonight. <laughs> As a Viking fan, I'm just. So I've seen Fletcher Cox. Yeah, I'm guessing Kirk Cousins really wouldn't mind would if really he just took okay a week off here and had a longer bye week next week because he is a force and has been for a very long time. You see, they said rookie. Uh, Kirk was a rookie when he started uh, together, I think, or something like that. So uh, he's had to face him all those years in the NFC East when he was with oh, Washington man, and now alive. has found you know met him so many times in the postseason and and certainly the regular season too. Oh my heavens! I. Uh, you're a Cowboys fan. You get to see him oh, wreak yeah. havoc twice that's, a year. It's just it's it's frightening. I um for the text club today. I don't know how to ask this. I guess because I went to this date in history, 1990. 1990. Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr. hit back to back home runs off Kirk McCaskill in the first inning. The Angels won the game seven to five. But Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr hit back-to-back home runs off Kirk McCaskill in the first inning. So I thought, you know, what 
you know, and we've got a, a situation where Deion Sanders is coaching Colorado, and his son Shadur yeah. is a project. You know, is doing what he's doing. I saw where, and I don't. I didn't trust me. I didn't watch all of the MTV or whatever awards were the other night. But I think Sean Combs and his son and his twin daughters and all that all went on stage and performed together. So in the world of sports, you know, what cool thing comes to mind of a, of a kind of an off the off the beaten path of of you know so to speak. Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. went back-to-back. A father and a son hit back-to-back home runs for the same team. So, yeah, maybe that's the question. Give me give me the unique uh, unique happening in sport that comes to your mind. A unique happening in sport that comes to your mind. You can I, I think that. When I think father-son, like you just mentioned, I think the Alouz, didn't he play for his dad? Ah. And didn't the Ripken, I think uh, yeah. Cal Ripken Sr. Senior. actually coached both of his sons right. there for a while. Yeah, Bill and, uh, and, Bill and, and Jr., um, so, yeah, a, a unique thing in sports that comes to your mind, 35270. We'll step aside. Mark Johnson, the great big pipes and the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, the North Dakota native. Joining us the next, it is a busy Thursday edition. Now wants to his right, whips it down the side. And it is picked off! Picked off by Colorado's Cameron Silvick Craig! Downfield. Now he's going right side of the end zone! Shadour sets to throw, rifles it, Travis Hunter makes the grab at the 48-yard line, eludes two men, running the 45 to the 40-yard line, it's like trying to catch a greased pig out there. Now those golden towns right there, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, my good friend Mark, I was just telling Derek uh, earlier, I said, I'm sure when you and I uh, we're there doing that state basketball tournament in North Dakota. I remember you on the drive back whispering in my ear, you know, Jack, someday I'm going to be doing a pregame show with Deion Sanders for the Colorado Buffaloes. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, wasn't that what we were talking about, Mark? Back, good, good to hear you, buddy. I'm pretty sure I said that back in the day. So, you know, I'm, I'm like Nostradamus, for goodness sake. Yeah, I, yeah here we are. Uh, and, you know, we're just about to do his his weekly show here. We're on location in Boulder and here in about 40 minutes, so he'll be joining us for that. Yeah, it's a little bit different world of living in uh, from that that you know those days back doing that high school basketball tournament. And, wow. and Mark's been around, obviously, former voice of Syracuse as well, down in Colorado, and, and and we're lucky to have Mark for just a handful of minutes today before he sits down with with. By the way, do you, do you call him Dion? Do you call him Coach Prime? Is it Mister Sanders? I guess I never asked you that, Mark. <laughs> it, it's Coach Prime, uh, and so uh, they, they he prefers that. And so yeah, it's, you know, it's Coach Prime or Prime or you know. Uh, when he and I have some one-on-ones every once in a while, Dion will slip out, but uh, it's mainly Coach Prime. You're right. I love that. It just his alter ego. It still remains after all these years. It's cool. <laughs> and wait a minute, you said this is a show on location. Well, what's that got to be like? Because I'm, I'm guessing he's like the Pied Piper around Colorado right now. Oh, guys, it's uh, last week you sat down. I said, you know, you're like hanging out with Elvis for goodness sake. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it is just ridiculous. And so we're we're at a a place in downtown Boulder. It's called the the Post Chicken and Beer. And uh, we've got uh, a stage set up. And, and, you know, here's the other thing about it. With the documentary, you know, there's always cameras here. It, 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 first off, it, it, it streams live on, on various social media outlets. And, you know, you get tens of thousands, 70,000, 80,000 people watching there. And by the time it's replayed, it's replayed a quarter of a million ton, uh, times on, online. And, 
And, uh, yeah, the, the crowd's, you know, raucous, and you, you got to get tickets to, to be here. And so, yeah, it's, it's really kind of an interesting deal. Mark uh, Mark Johnson, Voice of the Buffs, joining us today on the Jack Michael Show. Derek Hansen, Jack and Derek in studio in our fan studio. And, by the way, thank you to Learfield for those highlights right there of, of Mark's call. And, and, as you know, Mark, I just dig your stuff. And I, I uh, no one better to ask this regarding Colorado Buffaloes, just football-pacific, Johnson, going from last year, pre Coach Prime into the whirlwind that was the hiring of Coach Prime into the build-up to Game One with the Colorado Buffaloes into the victory at TCU into the follow-up subsequent Week Two win against Nebraska. Now with College Game Day coming to town, and you've got Colorado State. Mark, I can only imagine if I had the pulse of 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 Boulder from the beginning of what I just started there to where we are today. What would, what would that line look like? Well, it's it's almost straight straight vertical. I mean, it, it really is. It's it's kind of silly when you think about it. You go back to that that Thanksgiving weekend last year. The bus get blown up by Utah. They finished one and eleven. It was a bad one and eleven, if there is such a thing. And you're the most irrelevant team in America. You're the worst Power Five team in America. And now, just this short eight nine months later, you're the talk of. This isn't just a football story, guys. CBS. Uh, 60 Minutes was here this week. So this is not a football story any longer. This is a cultural story that's going on here. And now you're the most talked-about team in sports. Uh, you're as relevant as, as anybody in college athletics. And now you're ranked in the top 20 of the country. And so it it's just a silly turnaround that I've never experienced. It's unprecedented. So, you know, you think about it on Saturday. You've got the big noon Fox kickoff show is with us for the third week in a row. Game day from ESPN is here. First take's going to come out here. I mentioned 60 minutes. Um, let's see, who else? Tom Rinaldi came out and did some stories this week. Uh, you know, Pete Thamel, who's an old friend of mine from Syracuse, he's here right now doing a story on this thing for ESPN and game day. It is just, and I, I just was told today, I think that's the CBS morning show with Michael Strahan is going to be out here on Monday or Tuesday. I mean, it, it's become <laughs> the center of the sports wow. universe. And, and, you know, just by association, that spills over on me, and, and I'm doing, you know, interviews around the country, and, and it's kind of funny. I was on a on a network this week, and they said something about uh, really enjoying your play by play. And I said, well, you know what? I've been doing this for thirty five years. Right. It's no different today than it was last year. <laughs> right. Right. But this now everyone's paying attention, so it, it's it's kind of fascinating. Well, you know, you mentioned that too because that was a bad program. I mentioned Jack before he got on. I, I don't have to tell you; you had to see all the games. But you know, watching the Gophers as a, a Minnesota fan, you know, roll over them. It is kind of the perfect storm for him, isn't it? I mean, Deion Sanders coming in. Name, image, and likeness, transfer portal. I mean, this is just the perfect time for a guy like Deion Sanders to get into this type of thing with college coaching. There's no doubt. It's a perfect confluence. I mean, it all plays into his wheelhouse, if you will. The NIL. I mean, he is everywhere. He's a brand. He's a, uh, he's a cultural icon. And, and then the transfer portal aspect of this, he said in his Tuesday press conference, he said, my phone's ringing off the hook. Recruits all over the country are calling and wanting to be part of this. Uh, coming up, I think, for the USC game, I think the number one and number two quarterbacks in the 2025 class, I think it was 2025, might have been 24, but they've called and said, we'd like to come for a visit that weekend. I mean, it, it's just silly, wow. and uh, it's fascinating to watch. And, you know, I, I, I joke all the time. I said, when Dion gets up and makes his eggs in the morning, it becomes, you know, a, a lead story on Sports Center. <laughs> I mean, it, it, everything he touches is that way. And so, all of the stuff you just mentioned there, it's, it's kind of a perfect confluence and all, like I said, plays right into his strength as a, as a recruiter and a coach.
couple minutes remaining. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffs, uh, prior to him sitting down with Coach Prime today on, on all the gigs he has, you already answered my next question, Mark. I know that you are uh, probably in high demand uh, for that. My, my next thought is, Johnson, is uh, sustainability. Now, I don't know what that means, though. Sustainability in wins, sustainability in hype, sustainability in culture change, sustainability. Where are we with sustainability with the buffs right now? Well, that's a great question, and I, I don't know. I mean, you know, every time I think this, the, the hype machine gets to the point where it can't go any higher, it goes up four more notches. And, and you know, before that first game at TCU, I thought it was incredible. And then after TCU, it was beyond that. And, and I thought, well, this is ridiculous. And then after, you know, this week after the Nebraska game, it's, it's beyond that. And so I don't know what the top end of this thing is. I know this. This is a very good football team I get a chance to, to broadcast for every single week. The, the, the weapons are unbelievable. The team's speed is off the charts. And uh, anybody they play, and I don't care if that's USC or Oregon or whomever is going to, you know, nobody's going to have more team speed than Colorado. They don't have as much, but nobody will have more. We certainly saw that in those first two games versus TCU and, and Nebraska. The team speed for the Buffaloes is is just, I mean, it's, it's otherworldly at this point in time. And there's so much depth there. And so... What's the top end of this thing? I, I don't know, but I do know this. I'm not willing at this point to put a cap on it because every time I do it, it blows right by that and goes, like I said, four or five notches beyond it. I caught an interview with you and Shadur Sanders, and and because I think any anybody, and, and whether you sat down with Michael Jackson's children or any superstar that has children, it's got to be not an easy road to hoe because you, you just you're not you're like not like normal kids you just you're not you can't be you're in the shadow of everything yeah. but man alive does this kid seem grounded what can you tell us about Shadur Sanders who obviously now is projected Mark to be a to be an NFL quarterback draft pick well I'll tell you this and, and, and I know that, that coach prime can be a little little polarizing for some people I'll say this you, know, you, you can't question how his two sons that I deal with have turned out both both Shadur and Shiloh are we had Shiloh on the show last week after his dad was on, and he was—he's he's got a great personality. He did the best impression of his father, by the way, you've ever heard. It was really quite startling. Um, and then, and, and Shadur, you know, I was more impressed in week two by him as a quarterback than I was in week one. Week one, he throws for 510 yards, a, a CU record, four touchdowns. And last week, he was just shy of 400 yards and and had what a couple of touchdowns and one rushing. And I thought he was better last week because of, of what Nebraska was throwing at him. He's, he's an impressive kid. He's measured the way he speaks. Um, he, he plays, you know, it's that old, old line about, you know, how, how, how calm you are below the surface. I mean, he, it's, it's amazing the way he manipulates the pocket, slides up and down, buys time, eyes downfield, finds the open bat. I've been thoroughly impressed with him. Well, and you know, if anyone can overshadow Deion Sanders, it might be those two, right? It might be. And of course, <laughs> Travis Hunter. I mean, I mean that to yeah. me, by the, as we get closer and closer to Heisman talk, he might be the one guy that actually will take Dion off of the billboard. It'll be him. Oh, he, he's, I like to say all the time, uh, I'm not sure what planet he's from, but I know it's not this one. Because <laughs> I, I've never seen another, another human being that it's plays Krypton, like that. Yes. yes, exactly. And I mean, he really is a special athlete. You know, we had LaVisca Chanel here, you mentioned a few years ago, who was off the charts athletic. Uh, Travis is that, and then he's got phenomenal instincts on top of it. That interception he had at TCU, that wasn't even his guy he was covering. He read the play, saw what was coming, read the eyes of the quarterback, made a break in the ball, and picked the ball off. And, I mean, that was one of the great plays. In my 35 years of doing that, that's, that's one of the great plays I've ever seen. And, yeah, he's, 
He's going to play a long time in the NFL. That's good stuff. And you know what? Good for Colorado. You know, really, and I mean that sincerely, Mark. That is your beloved adopted uh, state. Uh, you've got the mm-hmm. compound out there. You are well versed into your ministries there, your family there, your grandchildren there. You've been a part of that fabric over there. You didn't need all this hoopla to come in and have you enjoy your life. It certainly now is a different platform, but it, it sounds like it, 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 you're, you're grounded in this. And, and the state of Colorado and the city of Boulder and, and the university looks like they're. I, I told you one of my uh, the, one of the twins is living out there, and I, I told her I said, "Honey, did you catch the uh, Rocky or the uh, Broncos game?" She goes, "Ah, you know what? We were out there." And she goes, "What I'd like to see is a, a Buffalo's game. Can't get a ticket." <laughs> I said, "Wow, you can't get a ticket. You've been pretty good about getting tickets over there." But yeah, but it just seems like the state has embraced this, Mark, and, and good for the state. Yeah. Hey, think about this for a second. So last weekend, you had the Broncos opening up with Sean Payton as the head coach and Russell Wilson against the Raiders. So that rivalry, that long-time hated rivalry, Huge. and the average ticket price was $100 more for a buff Nebraska ticket than it was for the Broncos. Oh. And so it, it takes something to knock the Denver Broncos off the uh, – the throne, if you will, is the number one story. But right now, Coach Prime of the Buffaloes have done it. That's incredible. I've got a game at Boise State this week. I'm sure I'll hear the rumble from Boulder all the way in Boise in western <laughs> Idaho. <laughs> by, by, by that one. John's uh, really happy for the team, honestly. And, and uh, you know, you've been at this a long time. You've seen it all in your broadcast, uh, whether it be at Syracuse or now with Colorado, everywhere you've been. And it's really kind of – it's fun how you've embraced this too and just rolled with it. You know, as, as a veteran broadcaster, it's uh, it's it's got to be a fun thing. So what are you going to ask Dion today? What do you got What do you got planned for him, Mark? Oh, heck, I don't know. We'll figure that out when he, when he sits down. You know, I don't, I don't plan to do that stuff. I know. I'll tell you this. It, it, it has been fun. I've, I've embraced it. I'm, I've not gotten to wearing gold chains, and I don't think I will. So no, that, that's, I, 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 I can only take it so far. Oh, I think you should do side-by-side, side, like a late 80s poster. If, that if would, I then, saw that Mark meant, Johnson in a yeah. gold chain, it'd have to probably have a cowboy boot or something on it. I don't know. I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I like that. I like that image. That'd yeah. be pretty good. That'd be the new Johnson image right there. It's got to be fun not for you. Happen. I mean, it's, I mean, because listen, you, you first and foremost, you want to call the games, but they have this energy around what you've had to deal with the last few years. This has got to be a blast for you. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, the last few years, there's been apathy, and that's you know, they always say, "Love me or hate me, just don't be apathetic about me." And there's been apathy, and so we're beyond that, and now it's just the embracing of this and the, the national attention. And so you bet it's fun. I mean, you know, when I called that championship in '03 for Syracuse, it's got that kind of feel where there's energy all the time. There's expectation. There's there's hype, there's attention, and so you know that that's you know what the great Jack Buck once said: "There's nothing worse than calling bad baseball, nothing better than calling good baseball." And, yep. and so right now we're calling great college football, and uh, there's a lot of fruits uh, that come along with that. So I'm enjoying it. John, how do people lock into your your broadcast? That's an eight o'clock Mountain kick. That's nine o'clock Central. But uh, on six thirty, where are you at, Mark? Uh, how do how do people find your broadcast, Mark? Well, I tell you, you know, being uh, being at Relierfield Property, just uh, go to the Varsity Network app. That, that's the oh, best sure. way to do it. Yeah, just go there, dial it up, and uh, you can listen to broadcasts. They're archived right there, and that, that's the best way to do it. And it's very easy and, and an outstanding little app. It's a great app, too. Yeah, you can just lock and load all those favorites. John, so we kept you longer than I thought on short notice, too, buddy. Uh, dear friend and colleague, I know that the region loves to hear your voice, and I'm glad we could bring it to him. John, have a great day and a fun weekend, buddy. Thanks. All right, you too. Enjoy that blue field, by the way. Hey, I will. I'm gonna, let's see if I can <laughs> take a piece with me back home. <clears throat> Mark Johnson joining us, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. Really good insight, Derek. I know you and I have been chatting. I said, we got to get Johnson. I am glad that we chose today to get Mark oh, on. Oh, man. That. Well, that's, that's a great get. And it's, it's, and 
Because it is right now. I mentioned the face of the university. I thought about it as we were talking to Mark there. Yeah. About 60 minutes coming out there. I said, you know, he's kind of the face of college football right now. At, at this moment in September 2023, so far since, you know, the opening weekend, Labor Day weekend, he has been the face of college football since they beat TCU. Is that safe to say? Yeah, it is. It, 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 it's so big. And, and Much he, more than Saban. It, and he used the term, you know, cultural. It's just, it's been a cultural phenomenon. And, and not to liken this to, you know, I'm from Williston, North Dakota, and I've been through a couple of different oil you know, booms, you right, know. for sure. Not to make, I guess, this direct analogy, but the town, my town, my hometown, you know, when, when, when drilling is up and the boom is happening and, you know, people are flocking in there, the town grows. It grows from, you know, 15 or 17,000 to 20, 25, 30, 35, I think, in the last recent. And then, and then, when, then when production decreases, the town you know, shrinks back to what it is. So over the years, we've had this growth and then back to the in growth and then back. And it takes a, a strong community of a foundation to sustain those big fluctuations, if you know what I'm saying. Not unlike when something like this happens. That's why I asked him about, you know, Boulder and, and Colorado and the college Everything's great now. <laughs> the oil's flowing now, Derek, and everybody, you know, everything's great. You know, new projects are being built and all that's going in. That's why I asked him about the sustainability. Well, 100%, you know, because as you know, I don't have to tell you because you have a daughter out there, but, mm-hmm. I mean, Boulder is kind of a distant suburb yeah. Denver. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not. A little bit of a, it's a jaunt. Yeah, a little bit but of a But it's, I mean, it's like going to Albertville, right? I mean, right, it, right. I mean it's not <laughs> from the city. A little bit cities. of a drive, and the terrain's a little different. But it's not, <laughs> but it's not far away from, kind of like right. Ann Arbor is just right. outside of Detroit. The thing that Michigan football's always been able to capitalize on is the Lions haven't been very good. You know, mm-hmm. so, so it's been a very much a college football area. That and the fact that Michigan State is just a little bit west of where they are. My, my, what I'm getting at is, it is tough, and you can see this with the Golden Gophers. You get, you're trying to make, you're trying to get your piece of that pie in a big time professional sports town. Because yep. Denver is a big time. They just got the NBA right. championship. Right. I mean, I mean, they just won a Stanley Cup not too long ago. But it used to be, and the Broncos are the Broncos. Right. But it used to be like, oh, and, and then yeah, we got the Buffalo. Right. And that's what happens the, with the, the, the Golden Gophers since the Twins and Vikings came here. If we're being honest. Yeah. And it bothered a lot of old school Gopher fans. So it's a little bit harder there than let's say. You know, uh, Tuscaloosa, where that is the show. That right? is, that's it. I mean, I, and I don't know who is. Maybe I should ask this for. A, maybe I should have waited until we had Mark on and then asked this for a question today. Is who would be your next Boulder? Yeah, I. I Who's your next Boulder? As far as like some uh, that hasn't been relevant. You know, Mark was saying. You know, people are apathetic. They were so poor. It's like, oh, woe was them, and it just you felt just oh, like terrible. One in eleven, and you and like he said, a bad one in eleven. You know who's the next boulder you'd like to see rise up? Because yeah. you know how this you know how this movie works is that everybody's on the bandwagon, and everybody is is rooting for the buffs and rooting for you know Dion, whether you like it or not, and, and all this. And then he, there comes to be a point where success hits, and then I think a lot because human nature. Finds a way. Oh, that's too much. You know, now you're down. You know, right? Eventually, they're going to come a town if this rises up. And Mark said oh, oh, the yeah. trajectory has been straight vertical. People love to take it down. But who would be the next? Who is the next boulder that could use this shot? This this winning, attention-grabbing, sustained, talk-to-talk, walk-to-walk, 
town, college town, preferably probably an FBS type school. That you know, Rutgers. You know who is who, who is the in. Well, I think what you're looking for is because Colorado wasn't very good up until the late 80s, early 90s. And it, we could kind of go through the history of it and how they got there, right? I mean, they're not an exclusive club on that, that they did go f- get in a little bit of trouble, too, if we're being honest about it, right? During the Darian Hagen and Eric Bieniemy days, yep. they probably cut a few corners to get to a national championship game versus Notre right. Dame. Is that safe to say? Yeah. And that's not an exclusive club at that era of college football. And- but... You know, like I think one of the teams you could talk about, and I think Matt Rule might get him there, is the team that Colorado just played, Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska hasn't been good since they fired Frank Solich. The nice little, nice little angle right there, Derek. I mean, right. you're talking about a true college town, town, and they haven't been relevant as far as a national championship. Right. And it's almost like the, I always call it the curse of Frank Solich because he was nine and three when they fired him. You know, and they fired Bull the year before, Craig Bull the yep. year before D- as the scapegoat, yep. Yep. and. Here we are sitting there as Nebraska not being talked about the way they were in the 80s And, and I don't 90s. know if we're into apathy yet, but you're right. I think people's view of Nebraska now— And they'll never be apathetic. Probably not. But they've gone from the big, bad Nebraska, you know, three yards, Feared. called a farm boy, to good for them. I'm glad they're losing. Great. They're getting knocked around. Nice. I hope they lose to come—to now to a point where, like, I don't like the fact Nebraska's not a— you know, well, it's the right. same thing. I'm not a big fan of Duke, but it's good when they're relevant, right? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> right. same thing with your Cowboys. I mean, it's, it's good when they're right. a little bit better. Having a, you know, Darth Vader think, was a good villain, right? I mean, so, so, but I don't think Colorado will ever be a villain. Oh, I think they will Do be. Do you? Oh, yeah. If there's too much success the way they've Do done it. Do you think it, that they would drive into villain I, status? I think they're going to be very much the same as one of Deion Sanders' old teams that he played for. The Atlanta Braves, <laughs> where the Braves were kind of cute in 1991, yeah. worst of first, yeah. and we're doing the Tomahawk Chop, to I am so sick of them winning their division every year and then not doing anything with I, it. it. The it, New England Patriots, the same thing, right? I think the Braves and Patriots is exactly what Deion Sanders can be. He's not the type to stay at one place very long either. Yeah. You know that as a Cowboys well, fan. 49er you know, fans know it, and certainly the Falcon fans know it. So that's something to kind of keep your eye on, too. I, uh... That's good chatter. I, I, I know all I know is I want to have I want to start doing remotes where people actually have to get tickets to get in. What, what that's yeah, a, right. we've been doing this for you know how many years? Right. A few get, decades, and uh, I mean we <laughs> we thought it was pretty cool the nineteen ninety nine draft and people right. are waiting outside of the establishment and, we were doing and, the draft party at right, but we didn't sell tickets right. We just had to get in there. Mark's right about that. You you said Pied Piper. He referenced him to uh, to Elvis Presley and and. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. It's hard to say. I. I guess it. It's hard to see. I, is this a honeymoon period? I know we'll break and come back. I. I would say it's. Uh, and then honeymoon. Pam and Tommy Lee getting married after knowing each other a week. <laughs> is this? Is this Pam and Tommy Lee on a boat somewhere out in the? One hundred percent. She's still wearing the veil from the wedding. Yeah, married after knowing and, each other a week. That's what this is like. I want to get a plug in for my buddy Jody Norstead. He went out and, and spent a, a few days with Mark Johnson and the Buffaloes and this whole scene, and uh, for Midco. So a little plug for our, our friends over at Midco. Uh, Jody uh, Norstead did a, what I'm assuming is a tremendous piece, knowing Jody and then knowing Mark. Uh, they're going to share Mark's story, and it, it is a story. There's not; it's not all been gravy. There's been some loss in his life. Uh, that story with Mark will air Monday, September 25th on, on Midco. So I wanted to get that out for that. I'm trying to imagine Mark. You don't really plan these things out. I mean, if you're doing a show with Dion Centers, that's an outline, not a script. <laughs> safe, safe to say. <laughs> 
Marcus, I don't. I just go. He's been doing so long. I mean, again, he's a voice of Cuse. You know, it's not like he hasn't been around superstars. But boy, this Dion thing has got to be a whole different tornado. <laughs> I mean, uh, so Dion, and that's it. Uh, quick timeout. Come back with more Jack Michael Show. Derek Hansen on Seven Forty The Fan. The Common Man. I'm a 34-year-old listener from Southwest Minnesota, and when I first started listening to you, I thought to myself, I don't like this. My tastes have changed since then, just like how I didn't like being spanked as a kid. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. on 740 The Fan. Curious how many people jumped on the Buffs bandwagon, if if that, or have gone against, or is tired of it. You know, we I, I don't know. Dion, Dion's Dion. Dion's Dion. I, I is he? I don't know. It, 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 Dion. He's polarizing probably to those guys that left. <laughs> you know. I mean, oh, for sure. I mean that. That's maybe that. I don't know. They got Colorado State, then they're at Oregon. They got USC, and then they're at Arizona State. Home against Stanford at UCLA. Host Oregon State. Host Arizona. At Washington State. At Utah. And then the Pac-12 ca- uh, championship game. Two three seven thirty seven sixty seven gets you in. Triple eight four five eight six nine two six. Vikings Eagles tonight. Let's go to line one. I think Rob is standing by patiently. Hi Rob, what's up, buddy? Oh hey, thanks for taking my calls, fellas. Um, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't catch all of your guys' full conversation there. I just had to chime in and um, say I had to agree with uh, you guys on um, a couple points. Okay. One being that uh, I think college football is better since it's been long enough now that if Nebraska were better, you're right. There would be just more enthusiasm, more to talk about um, just because they're one of those programs. I think as Derek was saying in the, in the eighties and the nineties, man, it was like, wow, you know, Nebraska was, uh, you know, national power competing for national championships. And, and I'm not even a Nebraska fan, but I just can remember it was like, you know, not even being a fan. It was like fun to watch their games. Cause you're like, it's Nebraska, you right? Know? It's, it's line go up big and red. Run over. It's go yeah. big red. It's Memorial Stadium. It's eighty thousand, right? You don't want to see that. You don't want to see Memorial Stadium half empty every Saturday with a, a lackluster team, right? That that's not. Yeah, I, I mean, right. Well, right. Uh, well, don't don't they get more for volleyball now, fans, than they do for football? <laughs> if that's they keep having bad. them at Memorial Stadium, they will. I'll tell you that. I came up with another one, and they used what to got? meet up with each other quite a bit in big games come bowl season. You talked about Nebraska. Can you think of who I'd be thinking of? A, a team, and I would say every so the every, na- every national championship that they got, there's no doubt that they cheated. USC. No. It's a team that uh, it was a very classic game with Tommy Frazier and Brooks Berenger, dual-headed quarterback against Warren Sapp. I oh. think – Oh, the Hurricanes and the – I think ah. a Deion Sanders type of personality huh. to – South Beach Holy is cow. exactly yeah. what they need. I, I, I got a question for you guys, and just before I ask that, I'll say I have to agree with Derek, too. I'm sick of the Braves in baseball. <laughs> I'm not anymore, but I, just, but I think that 90s stretch, you know, and nothing yeah, against Bobby Cox. He was a good manager, but that was – they would have were, the division wrapped up by about, you know, August 1st, and then they get to the postseason right. and fall on their face except for the year they beat Cleveland. Do, do you remember they even had a ridiculously missed – whatever you want to call it, mis, mis-attempt to try to 
steal away from the Cowboys that the Braves were America's team, and it was just nauseating. Well, that was going back to the 80s when they were on TBS. Yeah, that's right. And they weren't good. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, that's all that was. It was Ted Turner saying, hey, you can see him on my, you know, from coast to coast, and so that he tried to oh. take that moniker. Well, that's it, Rob. You know, I, you're right there. That's a like, Bob Horner. Everybody knew Bob Horner, Chris Chambliss, Rafael Ramirez, okay. Glenn Hubbard, Bruce Benedict. You can start Claudio Washington. You can start down those. But they were bad. Rick May- uh, yeah. And they, I mean, yeah, it was right. bad. They it was a bad get, product. Right. Well, well, the Cubs could I, be bad, but at least the whole atmosphere around Harry Carey, I mean, it was good cable TV <laughs> yeah, where where the yeah. Braves in Fulton County Stadium, that wasn't good TV because it was an empty stadium but they had a bad a, baseball But team. they were in a lot of markets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean. I guess for some reason it didn't stand out to me until, you know, they got into that 90s stretch where oh, they yeah. were trying to win that World Series so desperately, and all of a sudden it was like you'd tune in um, to see Braves I don't know. Like most of the time I was cheering against them, but they would, you know, it was the Braves broadcast accessible to us. And I just remember them trying to label them America's team. And I was like, wait a second, that's the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not even a Cowboys fan. I know that. (laughs) And I'm like, what are they trying to do now between that and the Tomahawk chant they were, or chop trying to steal from Florida state, which is a team I do like. Well, they did that ironically though, for that, that started though, ironically, because of the man we've been talking about for about 40 minutes. Uh, right, right. Because and, of Deion Sanders. Back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that oh, goes no, all the way back to that. that. We just circled back the whole show right there. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. <laughs> right, right. I, 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 was, I, I was trying to say that circles back to my question was, yeah. if I missed it earlier, if you guys didn't already talk about it, I mean, like, what is the end game for Dion on this coaching um <laughs> College football uh, playoff. So I, I didn't ask Mark that. I, I was going to, but well, I didn't. No, is he trying to become the Florida State coach and take over for Novell? Because they're pretty good now. No. He looks pretty darn comfortable, but the boys eventually will. I don't know if it's a family thing when they get out. And does he sustain that for the? Does he make his home there and have a ranch and, and all that kind of stuff? Or is he, <laughs> or if some NFL team starts dangling a nice little situation. Yeah, I see, know he could, he could right. go the Hurricanes out of, I just because of his Florida State ties. The I would think head coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah, a. I, I just know, don't. Falcons head coach for him, right? To your point, Jack, he's in a pretty good spot. I mean, it's a right. good TV market, a very progressive type of area, right? I mean, nope. and, and there's another reason that a lot of kids might want to go to Colorado. I mean, I mean, <laughs> as far as teenage kids, and, 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 and think about where you know, think about Jackson State, and those HBCUs, and he right. made a push in that. That tell you, and he's got a back to transfer from Jackson State that's now running back with North so, Dakota. He really put him, he kind of got him more on the map, or at least brought enough attention. One hundred percent. He was, I mean, getting, that's where it was, he was at. getting five star athletes going to. That's FCS. where it was at. Yeah, yeah. that started right, there before right. he got so, to Boulder. So, so you guys think that USC will give them their only stiff challenge of the season? With I'm talking like you know in an actual game talent. I mean they got Caleb Williams or whatever. Yeah. And, do they play um, Washington? I haven't looked at their schedule. They don't. I have it in front of me. I'm they do not. not sure. They do not. They're at Washington oh, State. Oh, but they could have a okay. you know Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. Right. With that. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. A, okay. I think that's going to be an interesting thing once they get in conference play. There's. I mean, we are most definitely, as I mentioned before, we are in a honeymoon period, right? I mean, yeah, we, it's, but I loved your analogy right, of Tommy right. Lee. That's, that's the honeymoon. Hey, it's not a casual. Hey, one more thing. No. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to offer one more thing, guys. Unfortunately, my gut's telling me the Eagles are going to take the Vikings out 34-17 to 17 today. So, anyway, yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. You thanks, Rob. Have a great day. Appreciate a good call today on the – I don't uh, think the, that would come oh, as a right. shock to anyone, actually. Yeah. I um, Yeah, about that game, Derek, I'll just ask it to you this way. 
What do you want to see in week two with this tough road test for Minnesota? What do you want to see? What what would you be content with? I think I'd like to see more balanced offense. It's just that they can get together. You know, Christian Dersaw, if he doesn't play, that's not a good thing. You don't Is have Davenport your... playing today? They, that's, we don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think Bradbury's so. Bradbury's out. I know that. I'm thinking they might give Davenport another week off, and then this is kind of their extended bye week, not you know having, and that's what they kind of look forward to. This is the problem with having, you know these these Thursday night games week one. I don't like it at all. Yeah. I, I think it's so unnecessary because there's so much going on. I mean, the last thing we need right now is Thursday night football. You know, do th- right. two Thursday night yeah. games down the road. You're getting this Friday game now on Black Friday, which I don't. Black Friday right. was for college football. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, we're there's full now. No... Your point is we're full now. Come to us when we're a little well, less less full. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, just so much going on. And, and so I, I just wish they would eliminate this and then kind of work it around between bye weeks, too, later in the season. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or you, can, you can do that. I, I just hate Thursday night football. And by the way, at no cost to you, you can hear it over Run on KFGO. KFGO. Because <laughs> That's right. I, I had this. <laughs> my mother said, oh, so I can't watch the game Thursday? I said, um, with all due respect, I do see stuff come up here at the cabin from Amazon, yes. right? Yeah. Okay, you have you have Amazon Prime whether you know it or not. Yeah, so, account over there. Yeah, yeah so uh, so I got her logged in, and we're now you don't have to buy like a wicker chair or a, well, a no. lamp. No, it's part of your package. But, order a so, but you know, if you don't have it, don't bother. Listen to Paul Allen and the gang over on uh, and then of course here on the fan. This is going to be you know I'll be following this obviously because the, the uh, magic number is nine, ladies and gentlemen, right here in the fan. Six o'clock is a pregame. Want to thank Cleveland for not winning when the Twins don't win. Appreciate well, that. This is a nice West Coast swing for the Minnesota Twins that Cleveland was on. Yeah. Thank you, Angels. Thank you, Giants. Good you know, two teams are not in it whatsoever. So uh, you know it's funny that I ran into two people today because behind the scenes here we're kind of having to get you know prepare yourself for Twins postseason baseball right. on our so, family of stations. That's right. Right. And I've had multiple people says, "Oh, they're going to make it." So the, I mean, <laughs> this, so this mediocre team, really, I mean, literally, that's the what's that's what's got, gone on here. Hey, fans, in case you haven't noticed, and judging by the attendance, you haven't. <laughs> the Cleveland Indians are in the first place. The uh, that's almost <laughs> almost like that, isn't it? Well, that's what it was like. I said, "Yeah, the they're going to." I thought I read some of their percentage of making it. Some, no, I said, "No, they." Uh, Single digits for the magic number. Now, All right, so. We're also a day away from Friday Night Lights, <laughs> Derek. Uh, Shanley and Cheyenne, number one versus number two. We've got Sargent County and Winemere Lidgewood tomorrow night. Sargent County ranked number two in that in that class. There's a lot of good football going on. Barnesville's at Pelican Rapids this weekend. Yeah. Your Trojans or DL and Fergus Falls this weekend. Moreheads on the road at Bemidji. There's a lot of a lot of stuff we'll get you set for uh, the weekend. Thank you, Mark Johnson, joining us today. Good calls today. And that text club is always open at 35270. Corey Provis tomorrow. Uh, a whole bunch of Kyle Elfrink, I think, tomorrow. will set your fantasy league and more. Stick around. Common Man is next as he gets you ready for Minnesota Vikings football. Right here on 740 The Fans.